You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 60. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and welcome to episode 60. I'm so excited to bring you episode 60 and another incredible interview. My guest has earned more than $5 million over the years through her blog, and she's spilling her secrets with us today. But before we dive into the interview, I want to make sure that you know who I am. If you're new to the podcast and don't know me yet, then welcome. I'm Monica Louie. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed more than two and a half million dollars in ad spend and served more than 1,000 students and clients. We are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And while I absolutely love teaching about Facebook and Instagram ads, the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. And my guest today has done just that. She has been an inspiration to me and thousands of others online over the years. I am so honored to have Michelle Schroeder-Gardner from Making Sense of Sense with me on the podcast today. Michelle is the founder of Making Sense of Sense, a personal finance website that helps readers learn how to save more, earn money, and live more. She is passionate about helping her readers improve their financial situation and live their best life. She has earned over $5 million from her blog over the years, even with a very small team. She sold her house over five years ago and currently travels full-time with her husband and two dogs via sailboat. As I said, Michelle is sharing her secrets with us in this interview. We cover so much, including how she built her blog and her audience over the years, how and why she created her first online course, Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing, how she's been able to bring in thousands of customers consistently without ever doing a big launch or any webinars. And of course, we talk about so much more This episode is jam-packed. I can't wait for you to hear all the juicy details from Michelle. So let's get right into it. As always, you can find all the links and resources that are mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash 60. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E.com slash the number 60. All right, here's my interview with Michelle Schroeder-Gardner from makingsenseofsense.com. Hey, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited for this conversation. Hey, thanks so much for having me today. So please share, I mean, for those listeners that don't know, can you just share who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Michelle. I run makingsenseofsense.com. It is a personal finance website where I talk about all kinds of things, not just personal finance. I also talk about 
uh, traveling full time, uh, lifestyle tips, confidence tips, uh, running your own small business and pretty much anything that like fits in my life at the moment. And I've been running it since August of 2011. It all started out as a hobby. And a few years after that, I turned it into my full time career and I've been blogging full time ever since. I love it. And you were, I mean, when I first started getting into blogging back in 2014 is when I started learning about it. And then I launched my blog and uh, my first blog in January, 2015. I mean, you were one of the blogs that I was following. And I mean, for inspiration of like, this is something that can actually be a sustainable business from home on my own schedule and your income reports and just everything that you were sharing on your blog really inspired me to go for it. So I want to thank you for that. And I mean, now you've had this blog for a long time and super successful. And so I'm just so excited for this conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. Seems like you're doing really well too. So it's always exciting to hear from you. Oh, thank you. Okay. So I want to go back to like when you started the blog and you know, you mentioned that it started off as a hobby, but what gave you the idea to start the blog. And I know it was around that same time that you were paying off your student loans. So can you kind of share what that looked like? Yeah. So when I started it in August of 2011, it was all just a hobby back then. Like I didn't know that blogs could make money. Um, I didn't really know what a blog was or anything like that. So it was all just a hobby. It all started because I was reading Cosmopolitan magazine one day and in it, they featured a women's personal finance website called Daily Worth. And in it, they were just talking about like this personal finance website. So I started reading that website and I noticed that all the comments and a lot of the stories were from uh, personal finance writers. And so I started just reading all of those personal finance blogs as well. And it's funny to think about because before this, I didn't know that anything like this even existed. I don't think I ever even read a blog before then. So it was all just something that I just had gotten into super randomly. And eventually I decided to start my own blog. It was anonymous. I think it was anonymous for like the first year and a half. Uh, I had like a fake name, didn't use any of my own pictures or anything like that. It was all just for me to openly talk about money. And about six months after I started my blog, a blogging friend of mine actually reached out to me and she asked me if I wanted to place a sponsored post on Making Sense of Sense. And it wasn't a ton of money. It was only a hundred bucks, but, and you have to think that I was on my blog like every day for six months before then, before I earned my first hundred dollars. And it all just quickly grew from there. I started making money through sponsored posts, affiliate marketing, display ads, uh, making my own product and stuff like that. So it grew quickly after it started to actually happen. And what was the timeline of when you were paying off your student loans? Because I know that that was something that you were sharing publicly on your blog too. Oh, yeah. So after I started to make a little bit of money for my blog, I still wasn't thinking that that was going to be like a full-time thing because it wasn't very much money in the beginning. It was just like a hundred bucks here and there. And I remember writing on my blog, like in several blog posts, like, hey, does anyone have any ideas for ways that I can make extra money? And I was doing all these things like selling items on eBay, flipping items, staff writing for other blogs, mystery shopping and taking surveys and stuff. And I got a lot of comments telling me like, Michelle, you're already spending so much time on your blog. Why don't you try making more money with it? And it all quickly grew from there. And I decided that while I had a great day job, it just wasn't for me. I wasn't happy. I really dreaded like Sunday through Friday. Just Sundays were bad because I was dreading them Monday through Friday. 
So I decided to leave my day job. And with that, I made a plan to do that. And my plan was mainly to pay off my student loans. I can't remember exactly how much my monthly payments were, but they were like $750 or $1,000 a month or something. And to think about paying that amount for like five or 10 years just seemed like a crazy amount of money. So I decided to pay it off as quickly as I could. And then once that was paid off, I'd feel a lot more comfortable uh, blocking full time so I wouldn't have that huge debt hanging over my head anymore. Yeah, I love that. I love how you just set a goal for yourself and then you were just super committed to making it happen. And so along the way, where did like the growth in your traffic and income, like what led to that along the way where you really started to see these, you know, changes? Um, Yeah. So in the beginning, most of my income was through advertising, like sponsored posts, just like a lot of sponsored partnerships, display advertising. I was doing a lot of freelancing. So a lot of my income was coming from freelancing for other websites, such as writing on their blogs or managing their social media. And eventually, I think it was around 2015 or end of 2016, I decided to actually fire all of my clients, all my freelance clients. Um, Of course, I gave them notice and everything. It was super friendly. But I realized that uh, while freelancing is great, it wasn't exactly for me. Like I wanted to spend more time growing my own blog instead of growing everyone else's blogs around me. So I decided to stop freelancing and just focus on my own blog. And that's how I was able to really ramp up my blogging income. I created my own products, such as Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing, my affiliate marketing course. Um, I started ramping up affiliate marketing on my blog, growing my page views. I finally started like an email list, which is like really sad. It took me like four or five years to really take an email list seriously. And since then it's exploded. So it's been great. So really like honing in and focusing on my own blog has really helped me to grow over the years. I love it. And so what were your traffic strategies for building more traffic? My traffic strategy. So I did a lot. I've always done a lot of things. I've always been pretty diversified. Um, My traffic these days is, I would say, probably a lot different than what it used to be. So before it was mainly like a lot of Pinterest and like direct referrals, like blogs leaking to me um, just naturally and like the same readers coming back over and over again. So it was mainly just those few things. But today it's pretty even between like Google SEO, Pinterest, Facebook, and direct and email and stuff like that. So it's really nice to be a lot more diversified these days instead of like almost everything being mainly just Pinterest. That's great. And so over the years, I mean, you've had explosive growth and then you won Blog of the Year. I remember I was there at the Plutus Awards when you won Blog of the Year a couple of years back. And it's just been really fun to watch. Like, your blog and everything take off and your courses. For me, it appears like you're always really confident in what you're doing and you're very open with what you share on the blog and everything. And so have you ever like had any mindset struggles or like experienced self-doubt or like, I'm not sure if this is going to work or anything like that? I mean, outside looking in, it's easy to see like, it looks so easy, but I know you're putting in a lot of hard work. So I'd love for you to talk about like the mindset side of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's really funny. Uh, So I get that question a lot, like from new bloggers saying like, I'm really nervous to start. What should I do? And I always give them like the same one sentence back. And it's like, just hit publish. Because once you do that, like it's all over. And that's pretty much how I live a lot of areas of my life when it comes to blogging. Like if I get nervous about something, I will like write down like, it's, this might sound really odd, but I'll like start a little notepad and I'll be like, I'm nervous about this. And I just write it down. 
And I like just push it off to the side. And I'm like, I'll think about that later. And I'll just like pump out, write whatever I'm going to write, work on whatever I'm working on. And I'll hit publish or launch the product or whatever. And then I'll like look back at what I was nervous about. And it's just like, oh, well, I spent a lot of time being nervous about that. And that was like a huge waste of time. So that's like just one little trick that I do. And I feel like that has really helped over the years. Um, And I definitely still like dwell on little things. And I'll think about that thing that I'm nervous about for like days, weeks or months or whatever. But um, when you look back on it, it's usually like so tiny. And it's just hard not to laugh at yourself for freaking out about something so small. (laughs) That's so true. But I like that trick, though, just writing it down and just kind of getting it out of your head. And then just going for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's really smart. And I mean, it's obviously led to a lot of great success. So when did you get the idea to build a course? How did that come about? Yeah. So I created Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing. I think it was around June or July of 2016. It was all just from like numerous emails that I got from readers and other bloggers about like making money with a blog. So I can't remember exactly when I started affiliate marketing, but it definitely wasn't in the very beginning of blogging. Um, I pushed it off for several years thinking like you had to have a ton of readers, like only super lucky people could make money through affiliate marketing and stuff like that. And when my income started growing, I was publishing income reports and stuff like that. And I started getting a ton more questions and I started to do like affiliate marketing coaching sessions and stuff like that. And I realized that coaching was like really difficult to be like always online, always trying to find a schedule, especially since we travel full time and internet is usually like not good at all. So coaching was really hard. And I decided just to create a course, like lay out all the common questions and difficulties and stuff that I usually see when it comes to affiliate marketing. And I just put it all in a course and it allows me to help like so many more people this way. So it's definitely a no brainer. Yeah. And I mean, it's a great course. I'm definitely a student in both of your courses and I was an early purchaser of that one. And actually both of them, (laughs) because I was like, anything (laughs) Michelle puts out, it's going to be gold. Thank you. (laughs) So, but I mean, like, I just love how you're just so open with sharing your secrets of what's worked for you and how affiliate marketing changed your blog and the trajectory of your blog. And so what are, like, can you share just a couple of tips for people who would like to kind of up their affiliate marketing game of like, how can we build up consistent revenue with affiliate marketing? Because it, I know like I'll have spikes where it's like, oh, that worked really well or that promotion, you know, worked really well. But how do you build up that consistency over time? That's a great question. So my very first tip would be to see what your readers uh, are interested in. So, so many people will like look at making sense of sense and they'll be like, oh, Michelle makes money from these five affiliates. These are her top five affiliates. So I'm going to try to make money the exact same way. And that doesn't really work like at all. And that's because your readers aren't the same as my readers. The topic that you talk about isn't the exact same thing that I talk about. So, I mean, you definitely want to see what your readers like pain points are, what their questions are and try to solve those. So one way I always tell readers to approach this is just ask your readers, send them an email, a survey, 
post on like Instagram, Facebook, or something like that. Just survey your readers and see what their problems are, what they'd like to see on your blog and stuff like that. And that way you kind of know, like you'll know what they want to see, but you'll also get like a ton of blog post ideas. And you know that they'll be popular because your readers are interested in those topics. So, and that's like a great way to build consistent income because you're already answering your readers' problems. And, but a top way to go through like your blog that you already have, like maybe you already have like 10 great blog posts. I always tell people to go through your top 10 blog posts, go to Google Analytics, um, see what your top 10 blog posts are and try to insert like naturally some affiliate links. Of course, you don't want to just turn your top 10 into like straight advertisements. There's definitely a a good method to insert, inserting affiliate links into your blog post. But if you go through your top 10, that's probably like a big majority of your blog traffic each month. So going through your top 10 and inserting relevant affiliate links can definitely help you to improve your affiliate income. And I recommend doing that like maybe once a month, just seeing if your top 10 changes at all, because I mean, your top 10 might not always be your same top 10 throughout the year, just with seasonality changes and stuff like that. So those are definitely my two top tips, but there's so many other things you could do. Uh, Definitely grow an email list, try different social media methods. Like, I don't know, I'm not on TikTok, but maybe you can grow a list on TikTok pretty easily too. Um, Instagram, Pinterest, stuff like that, YouTube. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can grow your loyal like readership base. That's great. And so when you are inserting your affiliate links, I mean, one thing I really, I so many things I admire about you and your business that you've built. But one thing that I, I mean, I constantly see is like, you're, you're making great money and we know like a lot of it's from affiliate marketing and selling your own products, but you never come across like overly salesy or like too pushy. It's all just very natural. So do you have any advice for like, whether it's affiliate marketing or selling your own products for like selling, but you know, in a non-salesy way? Yeah. So I always try to be as helpful as I can in a blog post. So I don't really do like a ton of reviews on making sense of sense. And if I do do a review in order for it not to sound super salesy, I try to like solve that pain point. Like I keep mentioning, like I try to answer a bunch of questions that are related to the topic. And then like at the very end of the review might actually be the review. So, I mean, I try to just solve as many questions as I can naturally um, and just like really help it like intertwine with my readers' lives. I don't like, what for me personally, I don't like super salesy pitches. So, I mean, I'm assuming that no one else does either. So I just try to make it really relevant. That's great advice. And definitely, I mean, study what Michelle does in her blog post. <laughs> I know I do. And another thing that I see you do that, you know, keeps me on your blog a long time. So you keep that time on site up is that you're constantly linking to other related content. And so do you have a, and you'll call it out, like, you know, you might also be interested in this or, but do you have like, kind of like a checklist that you go through when you're writing a blog post as far as like, you know, the outline and then the content and then adding in those, you know, well, I can link to this related article here. Like, is there any kind of flow strategy like that that you can share with us? Um, I don't like have the same flow every single time other than I try to always include related links. So before for like several years, I basically just did like a bullet checkpoint list of related blog posts. But now I'm starting to like do more SEO and I'm actually like doing anchor text and stuff like that with SEO blog posts linked. Obviously, I'm not very older 
used to this because I really don't know what your words I'm even saying. Blah. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the linking to relevant blog posts is definitely very key. And one way I do that easily is I just type in like site making sense of sense.com into Google and I type in like the words that are related to that blog post and it just pulls up like a bunch of relevant blog posts easily. So I know like what my readers would be interested in seeing. So for example, if someone, the blog post is about like how to build credit, uh, the reader might also be interested into like how to build credit if you're brand new or like what using credit cards actually means or how to correctly use like travel credit rewards cards and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's super important. Other things I do with a blog post as I'm writing it include like making a Pinterest image. Pinterest is super important to not making sense of sense and pretty much nearly all blogs. Um, so I always do that. I always try to have a really good intro, lots of good sections, like descriptive uh, sections in the blog post as well as the conclusion at the end. And I always end it with a question. Every blog post has a call to action question at the end. And I do that so that readers are more, it's like a great way to wrap up a blog post, but it also increases engagement on social media and within the blog. Um, I also get more emails when I end it with a question. So definitely end your blog post with a question. I've always found that that really helps. Love that. And you get, I mean, you get tremendous engagement on your blog and on social media, but like kind of in a, you know, this day and age where a lot of big sites, notable sites have removed comments. I mean, you still get a lot of engagement in your comments. So the secret to that, I guess, is asking a question and anything else. I mean, that, that helps with that. I think that you're also very engaged in the comments of your blog where like, I know it's very important to you to interact with your readers and so you are responding to their comments and their questions in the comments. So anything anything to add to that? Those are my observations. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I always respond to all emails and comments, uh, and if, whether it's on social media, email, or on the blog. And I've always really prided myself on that. Sure, it takes like a ton of time, but I mean, it's you, you're really just building that relationship with your readers. So they're more likely to come back. Um, sometimes they have really great questions. And also it's a great way to think of new blog post ideas. Like I get a lot of blog topic ideas from the comments section. So I definitely recommend keeping them open. I know some people close them because they slow up their site or you might get some spam. But for me, I mean, it's really easy to block the spam. So, I mean, I, I don't see why you would close it. And so... With your blog post ideas, I mean, you have so much content on your site. Do you know how many posts you have now? The other day, I think I deleted like 900 blog posts and I still have like 2,000. So, I mean, I definitely have a lot. (laughs) I'm just always impressed with like how like new ideas, new angles on things that you come up with. You already have so much content, but then you're you're constantly doing, you know, going through these exercises and asking questions and engaging with your readers to come up with other blog post ideas. So you have like a long list of ideas, like, do you have a system for tracking all these ideas? What does that look like? Yeah. So I have just like a notepad on my laptop and whenever I think of a new idea, I'll just add it to that. So it's super simple. Let me look at my notepad right now. I mean, I probably have like a hundred or 200 blog post ideas on it. I mean, I have a ton. I mean, it's really nice because I definitely never feel like I'm, I don't have an idea. So it's really easy to write when there's like tons of different ideas that you can choose from. Then how do you prioritize like which ones to focus your time on? Is it like the one that you're most excited about right now or the one that you think is going to like trend well because of the season? What does that decision making look like? 
So right now, like I will go through my list like every so often and I'll like put 10 or 20 off to the side. And those are usually the ones that I'm most interested in, the ones that my readers keep asking questions about, just the ones that I think will do well and stuff like that. And I'll set those off to the side. And when I am writing a blog post, I'll pick the one that I think I'm most interested in. Um, I never try to write like when I'm not in the mood. I know some people can do that just fine. But if I write and I'm not in the mood, I mean, that blog post will sit empty for like weeks. So I try to choose the one that I'm most interested in at that time so that I can write it and like be enthusiastic about the writing. And it really comes out. I mean, again, like you have tremendous engagement on your blog and on social media. And I think it's just because people really feel that connection with you because they feel your excitement about the topic. Do you have any tips for like building, you know, other than what we've already talked about, building the relationship with readers and kind of like just being open to build that connection? I feel like that's a weird question, but like you do it so well. And I don't know if you have any tips or strategies around that. Yeah. So there's definitely different kinds of blogs that exist, different kinds of websites. For me, making sense of sense is like really personal. So when I'm writing, I write like I'm talking to a friend and some people will criticize me like, oh, that's not correct grammar or whatever. But I mean, I write like I'm talking to a friend. Of course, I still have like an editor that goes through it and everything, but it's not like super formal writing. And I always get a lot of compliments from readers about that in that they like reading making sense of sense because it doesn't, it's not boring. Like it sounds like they're just talking to like a girlfriend or their boyfriend or whatever. They're just talking to a friend and like they can better understand it. It's not like I'm talking down to them. It's just like, Hey, we're just hanging out today. And like, I want to teach you how to build your credit. It's not super boring. It's actually like motivating and stuff like that. And I always recommend that when you're writing a blog post, if that's the type of blog that you want, write like you're talking to a friend, like put some uh, passion and enthusiasm in it. And just like have fun with your writing. I love it. I love it. Okay. This is really fun. I appreciate you going down <laughs> these questions. I mean, you do so many things well that it's really, it's really fun to pick your brain about this. So for social media, what are your favorite social media sites right now? Where do you hang out the most? Instagram. I'm not like super active on it anymore. Like I used to publish something like every single day. Um, but now I'm like twice a month, but I'm still like scrolling and reading everyone's captions and stuff. And I don't use Instagram for my blog at all. It's like just for me personally. I love looking at people's pictures and seeing like what they're up to and stuff. Blogging wise though, my favorite would probably still be Pinterest just because it just, it's so easy for readers to find you. And I get a ton of new readers from Pinterest. Um, Facebook's really great too. Like I love running like my Facebook community group and stuff like that. Twitter is great for networking so, I mean, they're all really great. It would be hard to choose just one. They all like have their benefits. So, I mean, you've got a tremendous presence on all of these, but for Instagram, I kind of want to go down to like, what's working now for you on Instagram? Because you've got, I think I just checked, you have like 30,000, almost 30,000 followers and you've got amazing pictures. So, I mean, you travel to these gorgeous locations, but there's also, I think, a skill in taking those photos. So how did you learn how to take really gorgeous pictures? Or is that something that just comes naturally to you? Do you have any tips there? I appreciate that compliment, but it's just me being in pretty places. I'm definitely not a good photographer. <laughs> yeah. So I take a lot of pictures just with my phone. I'll take out my camera occasionally, but I mean, that's pretty big and heavy. So my phone's just always with me. So I usually just use my phone. I use... 
I think it's called Adobe Lightroom. I use that to edit my pictures. I buy like presets from other Instagram accounts and I just edit the picture with like one click on Lightroom. So it's super easy. And then just trying to write like a meaningful caption. I always try to like end it with a question, just like I do on a blog post on making sense of sense. And I find that that really helps as well. And then you also, so I've noticed in the comments, then you add relevant hashtags. And so how do you do your hashtag research to know what to include? So I haven't done any new like hashtag research in a really long time. And I I think these days you're not supposed to use very many, like five to 10, and I'm still using like 20 or whatever. But I just hashtag like whatever's in the picture. Like I'll hashtag the boat that we live on, wherever we are, like what hiking trail we're on or whatever. Um, And just like a few other hashtags that I really like, like I really like to follow the debt-free community hashtag. That's really great and like motivating, especially if you are interested in personal finance at all. And just pretty much whatever the picture is related to is how you should use hashtags. Love it. Okay. So you mentioned Pinterest. What is working on Pinterest today in 2020? So the main thing I'm doing on Pinterest today is updating old blog posts, like with new images. And I've been doing that for years, but lately Pinterest has really said like, keep updating your blog posts with more and more new images, just continue to do that. So I update my blog posts all the time. Well, not me personally, but my virtual assistant does. And she makes around, she'll update around 10 blog posts a week with new pins. And so that like really helps keep Pinterest fresh. And that's what they're looking for these days. And then do you use any tools to like pin and repin? I know that used to be a popular strategy. Yeah. So the company who manages uh, my Pinterest account is Simple Pin Media. And she uses Tail or her company uses Tailwind. And then I also do some manual pinning. I mean, I do like to be on Pinterest, so I'm manually pinning things that I'm interested in as well. But it's mainly Tailwind that's being used. Got it. Okay. And so building your Facebook groups, I know you've got really engaged Facebook groups for just your community, but then also for your courses. How do you, and again, coming back to the engagement and engaging with your audience and your readers, how do you structure your time to know like where you should spend your time so you don't get like too sucked in, but you're showing up and, you know, being present there? Because you do that really well. As- yeah. So I do have a rule like in my groups uh, just so that I can have like a good work-life balance. And that rule is to not personally tag me in anything in the groups. And even though I'm active in the groups every single day, if people were just tagging me all day long, I mean, that would just destroy any work-life balance that you could ever have. And so I think that's like, I don't even know what, like the number one rule in my groups, number three or something. And I do that not just for me, but just because if you just tag the group owner, then no one else really answers any questions, you know, then it's basically just like coaching sessions, you know, like you really need the feedback from everyone in the group because I'm not always the expert and everyone else has great ideas as well, like on how to improve a blog or affiliate marketing tips or whatever. So, I mean, that's definitely my top tip. And I actually learned that from a few other people who had courses. They all had that as their number one tip as well. Like, don't personally tag me, please. (laughs) So that's definitely my number one tip. And I also took a Facebook community group course before I started my blog, but I can't remember what that course was. But it basically just went over things like trying to have like some kind of routine uh, weekly in your group. So in my making sense of affiliate marketing group, I have like Monday through Thursday, I'll have like certain days, like Mondays are motivation Monday, Tuesdays are share days. So like you can like share each other's blog posts. 
Um, I have winning Wednesdays, group feedback Thursdays, and then twice a month I do like ask Michelle. And that's where you can ask me any question that you want, like all day long. And that's like really where I get all of my questions. And that helps me to really maintain a good work-life balance, like dedicating uh, two Saturdays a month to just answering all the questions that I can. I love it. And so do you have any strategies for growing your community group? So outside the courses, like growing that, or is that just growing organically? So my Making Sense of Sense community group grows pretty organically. When you sign up for like the newsletter on my blog, you'll get like a welcome email. And in that email, I'm pretty sure I link to the Facebook group. And I think that's the only place where I link to it, actually. So, I mean, it grows really organically. It's really nice. Not much work has ever been done to grow that. So coming back to your courses, because you make consistent sales with your courses too. And as far as I know, you've never done any webinars. I know you've blogged about that, how you've never done a webinar. Is that still true today? Have you done, like, what has been your promotion strategies for growing the courses? I have still never done a webinar for the course. It's basically just through all word of mouth, email, high quality blog posts and stuff like that freebie opt-ins, funnels, and stuff like that. But mainly it's just word of mouth. Um, Right now, I actually am in the middle of creating like a new freebie for the course. And that really helps people get people interested in the course. But I mean, I really don't do a whole ton. It's just really sold itself. And it's been really nice just to help people and then like refer other people to the course. Yeah. And I mean, it's like one of the, I think one of the most talked about courses, at least in, in the blogging world that I'm in online. And definitely something that I love to promote as well. What are some success stories from some students that have gone through the course? Yeah. So there's definitely been a lot of success stories. Um, I I don't want to say anyone's name just because some people don't like their numbers revealed or whatever. But um, I have had plenty of people like start a brand new blog and be able to earn a full-time income just a few days after taking it. And that's like, that's not with like brand new blog. That would be more like an intermediate blog and them like applying different affiliate marketing strategies to their existing blog post. I've had some really popular bloggers like in the FinCon community and stuff like really change like their blogs through affiliate marketing. I've reached out to so many people who received like a million page. So before I created Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing, I actually surveyed a few bloggers who made like a million page views a month. And surprisingly, a lot of people back then thought like affiliate marketing was just slapping affiliate links on your blog posts and stuff like that. And I'm not just talking about like slapping like an anchor text or whatever. I'm talking about just like the URL. And a lot of people thought that worked back then. So it's really funny to think about 2016 and how people thought that's what affiliate marketing was and just like how much it's changed today. There's so many amazing blogs out there that do so well with affiliate marketing. Just today, I received an email from someone saying that they started a blog, I think it was 14 months ago. So, I mean, that's pretty new, 14 months. That's just over a year, and they're already making six figures from their blog. So, I mean, that's really, really great. I received another email, I think it was last week, and she told me that she started her blog, I think it was sometime last year. And She's already getting like a ton more page views than I am and everything. Like, I think like 900,000 unique visitors a month or something. And so, I mean, I'm sure her earnings are through the roof, but she sent an email just like thanking me for the course because she really learned about blogging and stuff like through the group and the course and everything. So, I mean, there's definitely been a lot of great testimonials and I'm so happy to like share the course with everyone and hear about how well they're doing, even if they're doing better than me, because a lot of them are. So, I mean, that's really nice to hear too. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, that's when you know you've got a winning course when you've yeah. got students that are even surpassing you. So yeah. yeah. And I know like a lot of my students and clients have gone through the course and had great success as well. So, and it's, I mean, it's a very low priced course, in my opinion. I think you could charge a whole lot more for it. So it's very reasonably priced. So I would definitely check it out. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm curious, you have talked about how it, 2019, you basically took the year off. And I know like you were still maintaining things, but can you share what that looked like and how you set up your blog and business to basically run without you so that you could take that time off? Yeah. So it was pretty random. Like we had just bought the boat and moved on to it just a few months before then. And I was just feeling like super overwhelmed with everything that was going on in life. Like, cause I had no boating experience or anything like that. So just throwing myself into this new lifestyle, it was really hard to like manage work with it as well. So I just, I mean, I had heard from so many bloggers like, oh, I took a year off. Like I just took a sabbatical. And while I knew I didn't want to take it like completely off, I just kind of wanted to see like what would happen if I like didn't have like a three month backlog of blog posts. Like what would happen if I just like didn't really answer every single email that came in? Like if I didn't just like go crazy with work, like if I didn't launch any products or anything like that, or didn't take on any new affiliate products, if I just let everything kind of just like go the way it is. And like when emails came in, I just like kind of responded with, I'm kind of taking the year off or I'm kind of taking some time off. And a lot of people like really understood that especially since I was answering like hundreds of emails a day before then. And um, like my work-life balance was just like kind of really hard to deal with. And so I realized I had to kind of hone it back and kind of take a little bit of a like mental health break. And it wasn't really that hard to do. Like I have an editor, I have a virtual assistant. So too many things didn't really change. I just didn't really work on anything new. And there's really not much else other than that. I just didn't work on anything new. And that really saved me a ton of time. (laughs) And then everything just like continued to trek along. And I saw, well, I read on your blog that you said like, you know, the traffic like stayed fairly consistent during that time as well. So, I mean, one thing I love about online business and blogging is that like you can, you know, it takes a lot of work and it can take a lot of work you know, to kind of like build up the systems and build up the traffic sources and and all the work that you've done for many years, you know, but then you can hit the sweet spot where you can kind of pull back a little bit on your time investment and things are still running and you're still making consistent money because you've got, I mean, thousands, you know, thousands of blog posts that are still getting traffic and still bringing in affiliate income and then revenue to your, you know, bringing in leads to your courses. So I just really commend you to that. I think that's kind of like the ultimate, well, some of us, it's the ultimate goal is like to be able to have that option, not necessarily that we all want to like completely pull back all the time, but, you know, take a break and just know that things are still working well without you. Yeah, exactly. And if you're a blogger, I'm sure you've ever, you've probably felt the same way. Like maybe you feel like a little overworked or maybe you don't have like an idea for a new blog post or you're just not in the writing mood. Um, taking a break is like super helpful And I always tell people that, like, I mean, if like me, I have 2000 blog posts. I mean, it's weird that I felt like I couldn't take a break. And I'm sure a lot of other bloggers feel the same way. But I mean, your blog post, I mean, they continue to generate traffic if you're on Pinterest or uh, on Google or whatever. So, I mean, 
I recommend more people take breaks. I think it would be really great. For me, income and page views are almost identical, I think, to the previous year. And so, I mean, I it was definitely really great. This year, I'm like trying to catch back up and I definitely had a lot of catch up work to do. I'm still going through super old emails and stuff like that, but I definitely think it was worth it. So what is your schedule? Do you have like a schedule routine? I know like you spent many years traveling and now you're on the boat in Puerto Rico and you know everybody's kind of sitting still for a while right now, but <laughs> do you have like any kind of like you know, schedule or routine or like on Mondays, I like to do this and make sure I'm covering this on Tuesdays, like anything like that, where just so that you're making sure that you're like hitting all the areas of your business. So I don't have like a super strict schedule with what I do just because uh, living on a boat, like things can change all the time or traveling full time. Schedules are near impossible to have. Most travelers like to say that they're like allergic to a schedule. And I feel like that's how I am these days. I used to really like appointments and schedules and like having like more of like a method to my day. But these days it's pretty random. I'll wake up and decide what I want to do. The only thing that's like pretty consistent is that I will publish a blog post every single Monday, but sometimes Wednesdays before it was like every Monday and Wednesday I would publish a blog post, but now I don't really do that. I just try to fit in once a week. And that's pretty much my only goal for the blog each week. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And so, and you got your two dogs and husband. And what do you guys do? I know you guys love to hike. Like when we're not on lockdown right now, what do you guys like to do when you're not blogging and on the computer? Pretty much anything, uh, sailing, hiking, snorkeling, just like exploring wherever we are. It sounds like really sad to say that right now because I haven't been allowed to go to do anything in like six weeks now, which I'm sure everyone else in the whole entire world feels the same way. But yeah, pretty much anything that gets you out there trying new foods, just anything and everything. Anything sounds good right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So what is next for you? I know like, you know, kind of right now, everything feels a little bit uncertain for everybody, but like, what is next for you for the blog, for the business? What's on the horizon? So right now, while I have like all this free time right now, I'm just trying to find ways to catch up on making sense of sense and my course and everything. So I've just been writing a lot, trying to get like a good backlog of blog posts to schedule. I'm also working on updating, making sense of affiliate marketing, just updating images, content, adding new lessons and stuff like that. And then I'd really like to get into like making more funnels, uh, more freebies for the blog and stuff like that. And then I've thought about like making printables. Basically, my mind's like all over the place. I have so many different ideas for the blog and the business. And it's been nice to like just sit and brainstorm these past few weeks. I love that. Do you think like all those ideas are kind of bubbling up because you did take that time off and kind of like push pause on things for a while? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's just so many different things you can do. And even though I took a lot of the year off, I was still like writing down all my ideas. So like I have like all these ideas and there's just like kind of all jumbled and all over the place now. But it's really nice because I mean, there's just so many things that you can do with an online business and so many ways to grow it and make money from it. I'm curious, do you have any habits or routines that you think have helped contribute to your success? I know like writing down when you're feeling nervous about something, just getting that out. Like, I think that to me is one, but do you have anything else? Any other, you know, tips like that? Habits or routines? I'm sure I have a ton. I can't really think of any right now. What about books or resources that have inspired you along the way? 
So I don't really read like a ton of business books, but I really like like financial books. And one of the top books that I recommend people read is uh, Work Optional. That's a really great book. I mean, even if you're not interested in like retiring super early, I mean, it's a great book that teaches you like how to save money and have options in life. And then another great book is, uh, it's another money book, but it, I always like give it away as graduation gifts and stuff like that is Broke Millennial. That's a super great money book as well. I mean, I really like money books because they kind of motivate you to like push further in life and whether that means like saving more money or just like growing your business so that you have more options in life. So I'm really into those like motivational books. I love it. And where do you see your life going once... Like, are you going to continue to do more travel and live on the boat for a while? Or do you know what that looks like? For now, the plan is to continue doing what we're doing. Um, We're not really sure what direction we're heading in before hurricane season starts, just because all the borders are closed and stuff. So, I mean, things are pretty much up in the air right now for that. But we are definitely still going to live on the boat and sail and stuff like that because we really like it. So it's a lot of fun. That's great. I love it. And what challenges do you face? I know you get this question a lot, but like as you're traveling and finding internet so you can work online, do you have any tips for somebody who wants to, you know, maybe test the waters out with travel or full-time travel or even just, you know, go on vacation to an exotic location (laughs) and still be able to access the internet? Yeah. So I definitely recommend having like a backlog of work. So whatever it is that you do, definitely have that done and ready before you start. Um, And I'm not saying you have to like get everything done, but I'm just saying so that you're not frantically trying to find internet because when you need internet, there's probably not going to be any. And that's just how it works naturally. And I mean, at times I have really great internet. It really just depends on the day. So, and there's lots of different options for internet. So if internet is something that you're thinking about, I always refer people to rvmobileinternet.com. And even though it's for RVers, it's the people who own the website are also boaters as well. So there's lots of boat related internet options on there. And so, I mean, it works whether you're backpacking, going around the world, whatever it is. And it's a really great resource for anyone who's trying to find internet and work online full time. I love it. Okay. This has been fantastic. What would you say to somebody who is like, they're building their business, but they're feeling like a little bit stalled, a little bit stuck, but they have big goals. They, you know, they want to get to, you know, the six figures a month level. What would you say to them? So I would probably just tell them to like, keep pushing, keep going. The average new blogger like quits like six months in or something, I think. And that's because they either get super overwhelmed with what's going on or they're just not seeing any traction, any movement in their page views or income and they feel like it's never going to work. So, I mean, you really just have to get over that hump. And if you are stuck in a hump, figure out like what you're not doing that other people are. Because there's usually almost something that you're forgetting, whether it's you're not taking a course related to the subject or you really don't know how it works. So I always recommend like taking courses, whether that's like a Facebook ads course, an Instagram course, a Pinterest course or whatever. I always recommend learning as much as you can because blogging just, I mean, the learning just never ends with blogging. There's always something new every single day that you can learn about blogging and you probably won't know it all still. So, I mean, just like continuing up with your education is extremely important. I love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, Michelle. This has been great chatting with you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share today? Not really. A really great interview. Really good questions. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. This is fun. Awesome. Thanks for having me. 
I want to thank Michelle once again for joining me on the podcast today and sharing her insights with us. I am thrilled to have Michelle on the show. I'm a big fan of her blog and her courses, so you should definitely check them out. Michelle and I talked about so much in this episode, and I'd love to hear your biggest takeaways. Share those with us in the comments at monicalouie.com slash 60, or you can tag us on Instagram. I'm at Flourish with Monica, and she is at Michelle Schro. You can find all the links and resources that Michelle and I mentioned in this episode at monicalouie.com slash 60. Thank you so much for joining Michelle and me today. If you are ready to scale your business with Facebook ads, then check out my free Facebook ad starter kit. You can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. The starter kit takes you through these six simple steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus there's an awesome checklist so you can make sure you've got everything you need before you jump into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you appreciate a good checklist. And if you're interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest ads, go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have information there about our services. As I mentioned, I'll have all the links and resources that we mentioned today in the show notes, and you can find those at monicalouie.com slash 60. If you found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast. It truly helps the podcast get found by more people. And subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Brand new episodes come out every single Thursday. And next week, I've got another great guest heading your way. My guest is a master at helping folks create highly profitable memberships. And he and his wife have built and sold multiple six and seven figure online businesses. This is such a fun interview. I cannot wait for you to hear it. Please join us for next week's episode of the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. That's all for today. Take care, stay healthy, and let's flourish.